Well, hello, welcome to another edition of The Word with Jeff and Robin Pruitt. We are so glad you joined us today. Honey, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. You're great. Yeah. Well, thank you. You're welcome. That's very nice. You're so welcome. are you. Appreciate so that. proud of you. You know, you've been doing Pastor Pounds of Pounds. And mm-hmm. um, somebody said to me the other day, they said, um, Pastor Robin, it looks like you're, you know, you're, uh, you're losing weight. You're doing everything. I said, yeah, that's, you know, when... When uh, you make sure, when your husband makes sure that there is absolutely no cheating food in the house, you will automatically lose weight. You ever so. thought about saying when people say, looks like you're losing weight and you go, no, I haven't. Did you think I was fat? <laughs> <laughs> See what the expressions would be. Yeah. It's like me saying something to a woman saying, sometimes saying, uh, so what's your baby do? Which you did. I did it one time. You yeah. did it one time. No, oh. what happened was I went back to this. I rented a, I rented a tux. And uh, the woman was pregnant, and so I, I thought. And so when I came back to, to drop off the tux, which was about a week later, whatever it was, um, she looked flat. So, so, <laughs> so how, how was your delivery? <laughs> Everything go good? She goes, what are you talking about? I said, you're pregnant. She goes, I'm not. I wasn't pregnant. I went, oh, <laughs> You got me on that one. I turned about 14 shades of red and but left not, as fast as I could. Not only... She it, laughed, actually. She but thought here's it was funny. the thing. Not only did you just like assume that she was pregnant, but you assumed like she was nine months pregnant. Yeah, you can't... You can't... <laughs> gentlemen, let me just tell you something. You cannot ever... Don't... Just stay away from saying anything to women, period, <laughs> unless, you, unless you ask the question, because you can get in trouble real quick. I remember a woman worked for us this years ago, and I thought she didn't look very, like she just looked like she was sick. I said, are you okay? She goes, yeah, why? I said, I said well, you, don't, you look like you're sick. And she goes, pastor, I just haven't put on my makeup yet. <laughs> Oh. oh, well, put it on. <laughs> look a whole lot better with it. <laughs> Anyways, okay. not good. Not good. Yeah. Uh, uh, self-control would have kept you from uh, saying If I had that certain self-control, yeah, I probably would have. But anyways, that's what and we're talking about today. Yeah. That's what we're talking yeah. about. Yeah. And, you know, one of the things... <laughs> Are you um, ready? <laughs> yeah. Learn, learn self-control when you're talking about weight and stuff like that. But, um, you know, so we had just got back from a family vacation and, um, one of the things that, um, our daughter kept saying to me, um, as we were getting planned, as we were planning and getting ready for it and everything. And, um, because I, I like to have control of everything. You know, I'm, I'm the one who plans the vacation and the details where we're staying, you know, what we're doing, all that kind of stuff. And Olivia kept saying to me as we were getting closer to the date, and she's like, Mom, you got to let go of control. You got to just make sure when you go that you're just going, you know, with the attitude of we're just going to enjoy, have fun. We're hanging out with the family. That's what it's all about. And you don't have to be controlled. Because listen, when you go to Disney World, um, it's, it's easy to feel out of control. So she's just like, you know, just you got to relinquish that control and just go with an attitude that, you know, it's just going to be a great time. That's funny coming from her because her whole life is, Dad, what are we doing? When are we doing it? Uh, did you check the weather? She's been always been yeah. like that her whole yeah. life. It's funny. Well, but it's easy for her to recognize it. And someone else. And somebody yeah. else. So I did. I really began to pray. <clears throat> and I just, I was just asking the Lord. I said, Lord, help me not to feel like I have to control everything. I can't control the crowds at Disney World. I can't control how many people are there. I can't control how many people are in a line right. 
or prices or it, a weather, any of those kind of things. So Lord, I'm just, I, I, just help me to just let go of that control mm-hmm. and just rely on you. And I'm just going to give it to you for a great time. And I'm telling you what, here's the thing, because we're going to talk about self-control, is that sometimes we feel like when we talk about self-control, it's always about it's it's denying yourself. It's always about what you're going to have to give up and mm-hmm. what you're losing and you know and it's going to be self-control <clears throat> and we're going to talk a little bit about some of those things, but honestly, honey, when you are in self-control, when you're when you're saying, "You know what, Holy Spirit, I'm going to uh, my self-control is letting myself understand that I can only control what I can control through the help of the Holy Spirit, and but there's things I can't control. Joe Olstein made this statement, and that's why we're kind of going with this today. He said, don't be controlled by what you don't have control over. That's good. In other words, there are going to be things that we have no control over. We have no control over the weather, over seasons. We don't have control over traffic. You always feel like you've got control over traffic because you will be driving in your car and you will be like directing traffic, but only I'm the one who hears you doing it. Like <laughs> the other cars can't hear your great advice on how to do yeah, they and would where just to go. Listen and, to me, everything would flow a whole lot better. Yeah. And I'd get to my destination a whole lot quicker. I was thinking, I was saying, why is anybody wanting to go anywhere? Like I have somewhere to go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Evidently they don't really care. But there are other people like me too that drive just like that. Yeah. So But you but we don't have control <clears throat> over those things. We don't have control. You don't have control over things like even over the, your thought life. Think about that. Like, I, I, I preach and believe that God has given us dominion and authority. That's totally different than what we're talking about today. Talking about stuff that is out of your control, bad reports. Right. Um, that's out of your control. Um, somebody who fronts you off, that's out of your control. Thoughts that come into your life, whether they be impure thoughts, immoral thoughts, anger thoughts, uh, rage, whatever, those are things that are out of your control. That's, that's what we're talking about today. Right. And so we're we're gonna we're and talking getting about control of ourself. We have control of self. Right. But go ahead. Right. I'm here to learn. Go ahead and teach me. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I'm ready to go. Come no. on. I I'm gonna take some notes. No, 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 no. You are I did show great self control um on our trip. I did. I I, I did I did oh really my well. Oh gosh, you were um, amazing. You were amazing. Powerful. Yes. Handsome. Who goes? Who goes to Disney World? And listen, you, we we actually. Um, and I, and my son said, "Hey, he's." I'm gonna cut you off. He said, "Dad, I need to stick into your diet." He said, uh, "They they sell these turkey legs," and I said, "I can do turkey. That's that's yeah. within my uh, my ability to have." So I got this big old roasted turkey leg, and I was eating it like a man at, in the park. But honestly, I didn't, I didn't care for it that much. I didn't have yeah. a good taste to me, but I did finish it because I was hungry. No, we actually, in fact, one night at coming home from the park, it was late, and we went through Taco Bell. And, you yeah. know, just to get something I, I, quick. I dropped you guys off Taco Bell. I dropped you guys off at, uh, I, I know all the spots, uh, at the, uh, what's the place where they make the burritos and all that? Chipotle. Uh, ch- say it again. <laughs> no. <laughs> say it again. I'm not going to say it. This is, a, this is a family thing. Chipotle. <laughs> Chipotle, okay, all right. So <laughs> it's kind of thing that we say, and we always ask mom to say it for us because she doesn't have quite the accent down. But anyways, but we stopped there. Right. Um, I think, uh, and Nick, man, he he ate his full head off. Nick fasts. 
Nick will fast 85 days knowing that he's got like seven days to eat whatever he wants. Yeah. <laughs> he will too. He will just eat. And then come back and be disciplined and, and, and get know, it right and back it off. off. But you were so good. Like you actually, we, we, um, we, on the way there, I, I know we're kind of getting off track, but on the way there, um, to make sure that we didn't stop and eat junk, we actually packed our keto bread and, you know, mm -hmm. um, turkey meat and all that kind of stuff. And we, you know, we ate in the car, did little picnics in the car kind of a thing to be good. Yep. So you were good the whole entire time. I wasn't. And I'm, I, I don't care. You did, you, you didn't eat as much as you wanted to eat. You would say, okay, true. I'm going to have a couple bites of this or I'll yeah. have half of that. But you know, you were able to do that and you still lost weight. Well, you maintained, you said. Yeah. And then when you got back that next week, you lost three pounds. Yeah. So good for you. Yay. Yeah. Self-control. That's Should, what happens. That. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so yeah. anyways, so we're talking about the fact that there's some things that we have no control over, but don't be controlled by that. Yeah. In other words, there's, there's people, you can't control people, but don't allow that to control you. Don't allow that to run your emotions. Don't allow that to set your attitude for the day. So you get, you get front off in traffic. You have no control over that, but don't let that control you. Your day is not ruined because you sat in traffic. It only will if you do not use self-control by the Holy Spirit in your life. You know, there's things that we can have control over, but we refuse to control. Mm -hmm. In other words, we refuse to control our words. Uh, we refuse to control attitudes. We refuse to control emotions. Have you ever met somebody who was so emotional? And no matter what was, what was going on in the day or what was happening... They did not know how to control emotions. They were up, down, up, down, that roller coaster. That is, you have the ability to have self-control in those areas, but you're refusing to have self-control when good. it comes to that. That's so really what is self-control? <clears throat> self-control, here's a, a definition of it. Self-control is the war between impulsive, impulsive, impulsivity <laughs> and doing what's right or beneficial. It's the ability to control your emotions, your impulses, or behaviors to achieve a greater goal. Mm. See, the whole thing about self-control is, is not about, you know, the moment. It's not about gratification for right now. Self-control always looks to the future. Self-control is always about Here's a goal. It might be down the road, but this is where I'm going to work towards. So self-control is to have self-control. The formula is looking down the road. Is that what you're saying? Yes. So so if I'm looking down the road, I go, okay, if I'm doing this, this is what I'm going to have down the road. Right. Uh, and I may not like that outcome. Or if I choose not to do that, this is what I'll have down the road, which I may enjoy that outcome. So it's basically getting a getting a snapshot of your future and kind of carrying it in your back pocket in the spirit all the time. Right. So that you're able to, you know, get through it. Right. You talk a lot about goals and destiny and purpose. And the problem is, is that if you don't understand your purpose, if you don't 
um, if you don't grasp the fact that if you are on this planet and you are breathing right now, that you have a mm. destiny. If you don't grasp that revelation, you will not walk in self-control. Mm. If you have no goals, you know, sometimes you just need to sit down. It's not like a New Year's resolution. It, this is We're talking actual goals. You need to set goals for your life. Not a ton of them. Just set a few of them and work towards those. Because what happens then is that as things arise during the day, you know, your boss is a jerk to you today. Hmm. You're not going to quit your, you know, up and quit your job. You're not going to front him off. You're not going to talk behind his back. You're not going to do all those kind of things because you realize I'm working towards a goal for my future. I'm getting experience in this job or I'm going to, I'm, I'm working because I know promotion or a raise will be coming if I don't lose it. So you always have to think, goals in my future, because what happens is displaying self-control is often a matter of um, responding instead of reacting. Did you catch that? Mm -hmm. When you're walking in Mm self-control, you're not going to be one that just reacts to everything around you, but you're going to respond to it. And if you have been in your word, if you've spent time with with the Lord... If you have set your goals, if you are working towards something, then your self-control will help you to respond instead of react. So reacting could actually be um, uh, how how we react or if we react can actually be kind of like a sign to us if we are using self-control or not. Mm-hmm. If I feel like I'm always reacting to everything, I'm always angry about this, and I got to chime into that, or if I'm on Facebook and this just angers me and I'm just going to write a comment here— you you may you know I've I've noticed that the Lord there's many times that I had a right to say something, mm-hmm. and He told me not to say it, mm-hmm. or right a right to w r i t e something to somebody, email somebody, or whatever message them. I had a right to um, to do it because of the things that were said about me or against me, um, but He told me not to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I guess that's that's a, a matter of self-control because I didn't think I was operating self-control. I just, as soon as he said it to me, I knew if I did it, there'd be something, like you said, we were talking about down the road that I would not like. And that would be far more costly than me getting a little personal feeling of, of vindication at this moment. Um, and the, the cost would be so much greater. So I guess we can say if we're reacting to everything, it's probably a sign we're not using the fruit of the Spirit called self-control. Right. Yeah. Well, look at the life of Joseph. You know, you talk about somebody who could have easily have, you know, been one to react to everything that's going on in his life. You know, you've got Joseph who, you know, he's hated by his brother. He's thrown into, you know, into a pit, slow, mm-hmm. um, sold into slavery. He's lied about. He's put into prison. While he's in prison, he's forgotten about. And it would have been easy for him and easy to, you know, um, to justify. You know, we're, we're, I'm one that I feel, when I feel like I'm justified in something, I'm going to let everybody know. Um, you know, hey, this was done wrong to me. And I, you know, let me just show you, I can justify why I'm right and they were wrong. And let me just, I'm going to lay out my, my lawyer case to prove my point. Mm-hmm. And self-control, sometimes the Holy Spirit says, I just want you to be quiet. 
I want you to respond in the way I want you to respond. Can you hear my still small voice in this situation that says, like you said, either I need to be quiet about this. I need to not send that text or not send that, um, you know, that letter. I need to, you know, when I'm with family and I just want to just rip into somebody. What if we just stop for a moment and just said, Lord, how do you want me to respond to this person? Joseph never, not only did he not do that, he never, he never looked at God and said, this is terrible. This is how you treat your people. This is wrong. Uh, he never does that to God. He never, we don't see this in the scriptures. We don't see him ever lash out about anything to anyone else. Um, never. He just, he is moving through the process of where he's at. He's not blaming God. He doesn't blame himself. He doesn't blame his circumstances or the people in his life. He doesn't blame Potiphar. None of that happens. He just walks through purposefully through the process. And the process is going to bring the promotion. And, and he knows it because God gave him a dream. He doesn't know how it's going to happen, but the dream is the dream. And one day that dream will come to pass. And and now he's trusting God through that process. Right. He's using temperance. He's using self-control. He has to be. He's been thrown in prison. He's been wrongfully imprisoned, you know. Right. Um, so yeah, I think I think that you're you're onto something with Joseph here because he he made it happen. And then at the end of the day, God won in twenty four hours everything switched in his life. That's right. He didn't have control <clears throat> over his brothers. Yeah. He, you know, he didn't have control over the prison guards. He didn't have nope. control over what was being said about him, but he did have self-control over his emotions. He had self-control over the words. He had I love this because what you're saying is we actually do have control. Yes. But the ultimate control is not over the circumstances. The ultimate control is over us. Over us. Uh, how we think, how we respond, how we react, how we pray, uh, how we forgive, how we release, all these things we have control over. Even uh, they'll teach you this in, um, if you uh, deal with some sort of uh, phobia, they will teach you, because it's a feeling of not being in control, they'll teach you, no, you have control. Right. You have control to get on that elevator. You have control to get in that car. You have control to go to that, to that meeting where there's bunch of people and it makes you kind of freaks you out you can choose these things and you can choose how you deal with it and that helps people go okay the control's really back in my mm -hmm. hand mm -hmm. um but i'm not out of control but i'm using self-control right you know right you're you know as as like we said at the beginning you know don't let those things that you know that's out of your control control you right um because you have to understand you do have that control Second Timothy 1 7 says this, for God will never give you the spirit of fear, just what you were talking right. about, but the Holy Spirit, that's who God gives you, the Holy Spirit who gives you mighty power, love, and self-control. Mm -hmm. Isn't that amazing? The Holy Spirit mm -hmm. gives you that self-control. He gives you the ability to <clears throat> say, when it? I wake up in the morning, I can use my words. Mm -hmm. I can use my thoughts. I can use um, what the Holy Spirit is speaking through me to guide my day. Isn't it interesting that uh, that is the, I don't know what the passion translation. Mm -hmm. Isn't it interesting that um, in the new King James and King James, it says love power and a sound mind. Yeah. That, that God's not giving you spirit of fear, but love power and a sound mind. Uh, but yet it's translated self-control and it is. Um, it's an interesting thought to think that when I, when I really um, am using self-control, 
I'm causing my mind to calm down. Right. I'm not crazy. I'm not insane. I'm not feeling the feelings of being fearful or locked down or out of control. Um, I'm at, I'm at peace. I'm at, I have a sound mind because I'm, I'm issuing sound judgment through my self-control. Right. That's my sound mind is sound judgment through self-control. I'm looking to the future, not where I'm at right now. And that's, that's calming me down. I'm mm -hmm. not as angry as I once was. I'm now sound. I'm okay. Everything's going to be okay. It's fine. That's, That's right. self-control. That's it. And, Temperance. And what peace and comfort and joy that it's, that brings into well, your I've been life. Preaching on, I've been preaching and enjoying myself. So the people have been telling me that they love it, uh, about mindsets, talking about the renewing of the mind. And that's all a part of this thing. That's right. So if we, if, if we, if we are... This is just right now become a revelation to me. When you when you are operating in self control, you are going to have a sound mind. Your mind has to begin to obey what you're telling it to do, right. and you're not out of control, and you're not losing your mind, and you're not filled with anxiety and worry and fret and anger and bitterness and the thoughts of people that have done you wrong, which brings unforgiveness. It literally renews or is a part, part and parcel of renewing your mind, self-control. Right. And brings maturity. Pretty interesting. I mean, we don't, you know... You know, little kids that, you know, they don't understand self-control. You know, little little toddlers. So you got to get them a little rat-a-tat-tat once oh, in a while. That's right. Well, you know what? <laughs> you're, you're bringing the boundaries into their life. And you're telling them... You know, as, as kids, when they're little and they're throwing that temper tantrum and that those little fits, as a good parent, you're going to come to them and say, you know what, I'm going to, I understand the frustration. I get that you're not getting that cookie and you really want that cookie, but I'm going to help you to just calm down. I'm going to help you have peace of mind. I'm going to help you to just relax for the moment. The worst thing a parent as a parent that you could do to a child who's throwing a temper tantrum is let them keep going on that temper tantrum. That's confusion. That's frustration. That's all those, those um, emotions that are just not healthy. They're toxic to mm -hmm. that child. No, you want to help them. You want to direct them. You want to bring peace and self-control into their life. You want to, what do you do? You teach them, listen, after dinner, you can have that cookie. You can do this. And you're teaching them self-control. And the same thing, we as adults, <clears throat> we just throw different kind of temper tantrums. But the Holy Spirit comes and says, listen, I want you to learn self-control because I, I want you calm. I want you uh, in, in, that, in that sober thinking. I want you to w be able to walk in peace and victory. But you got to learn how to have some boundaries and how to have some self-control. The Greek word for self-control, and I'm not even, maybe, honey, you can figure that uh, out. That's but, a tough one. Ekratia. Ekratia. Yeah. So it it's, comes from two Greek words, which is en and, and kratos. And mm -hmm. it means, uh, N means in, and Kratos means strength or power. So when you are walking in self-control, what the Word of God is saying is that you are walking in strength and you are walking in power. If you want real power in your life, learn to walk in self-control. Learn to have self-control over the words <clears throat> that you're speaking. It's so easy when you get a negative uh, health report to begin to speak, you know, uh, the, about the sickness. You're, you know, the one thing when I got the report from the first doctor, um, 
I Googled because I'm like, these are big words. I'm going to just Google this. And and I instantly, I Googled like two things and I was like, no, I'm not right. looking this up anymore yeah. because it's just bringing mm. um, death and it's bringing fear and all these emotions that were not good for me. And It's crazy how you go online and, you know, Thank God for information, but then people when they when they write it, they sound like they're that they're you know very intelligent and they write things out in such a way and they kind of get you and it's just a bunch of junk. Like you ever get those those um, I don't know if it's on Facebook or if it's um, I don't know where it's at. If it's just Google whatever and it'll, and it'll show someone like uh, uh, someone itching their leg. They go, if you have itchy legs, you might be dealing with liver failure. Like what? <laughs> I thought I had dry skin, nice. <laughs> and I do. Lotion will fix that, right. but it's like it's it's meant. Well, I think it's meant for clickbait to get you to keep looking at their stuff and all the advertising and all that kind of stuff. But um, but the truth of the matter is, it, it's there's a lot of fear out there, you know. Right. But anyways, so I thought self, I'd add it. Yeah. So self control says I can't keep going down this rabbit mm -hmm. hole of trying to search and figure these things out. Self control says. What I'm going to do instead of speaking the report and speaking what I'm reading or what I'm hearing <clears throat> is I'm going to use self-control to use my words, direct me to mm -hmm. the goal that I have set before me. And that goal is to walk in my perfect health, to have my um, blood num protein numbers to be where they need to be. So we started declaring that. You and I began to um, confess the word Speak of God word. over our health and, and being specific and calling those things that be not as though they were and we that god is doing a miracle and yeah. i've got doctor's report to show it that it Amen. is moving in the direction of where our words have told it to go yes so spiritual self-control cannot happen though without the holy spirit all you're going to be doing is you're just going to be speaking somebody else's words and they're not coming from the Holy Spirit. They're not coming from that relationship that you are having with the revelation of the Word of God, with the revelation of the Holy Spirit in your life. And you can't do it on your own. you got to depend on the power and the strength of the Holy Spirit. We're told in the Word of God that we can choose self-control. Um, you know, in, in, it's, in, in 1 Peter 4, 7, says this, but the end of all things is near. I, I mean, isn't that the truth right now? It says, therefore, be of sound mind, self-controlled, and sober in prayer. Right. Wow. Which, by the way, 2-22-22 is going to be a yes. great prayer night, and we want you to be there. It's going to be a phenomenal, phenomenal time. Don't neglect coming because it's going to be a move of God's Spirit, but go ahead. Yeah. Well, and but it's a part of what we're talking about, right. and sober and prayer. We need that. It, we need that. Sound, sound mind is going to come with the self-control, and it's going to come because you're spending mm -hmm. time in prayer. That's right. Second Peter 1, 5 um, through 6 says, For this very reason... Make every effort to supplement your faith with goodness, goodness with knowledge, knowledge with self-control, self-control with endurance, and endurance with godliness. So there's a lot in the Word of God that talks about this self-control. And it means that you are going to choose to surrender your own desires and your own wants and your own needs for what the Holy Spirit wants for your life. Mm. So if you lack self-control, you're being controlled by all the little whims that just hit you like the wind in the air. Right. Um, you see something on TV, I got to have it. 
You know, you see somebody else get something. Well, I, that's, I need that. You're moved by all these little emotions and these little whims, and you're not relying on the Holy Spirit to help you to make the right choices mm-hmm. and, to, and for the desires and for your heart. Um, Matthew 16, 24 through 27, Jesus says to his disciples, if anyone desires to come after me, let him deny himself. There's some things that you just got to let go of. Mm -hmm. You wonder why you're so frustrated right now in life. Maybe it's because you're not using self-control in an area of your life that the Lord is saying, I I want you to let this thing go. Use some self-control, get a goal, see your future. Don't act just on the moment. But what are you going to say today? Use self-control in what you're speaking over your life because you're going somewhere. And he says, and take up his cross and follow me for whoever desires to save his life will lose it. And whoever will lose his life for my sake will find it. It's always a win-win with God. And, um, you know, I I like this. I've read this too. And self-control is a skill that can be taught and a muscle that can be grown, but it takes time and it takes practice. That's good. Yeah, that's good. And so self-control is not an easy thing. And there was a research, and you know how I love my research and my studies. Oh, yeah. So there was a research done, and what they were doing was that they were on to study the part of the brain where they believed empathy comes from, where people, you know, where you have empathy um, for others. So what they did in this study was that they used this magnetic field to kind of shut off that area because they just wanted to test if they shut this off, what would happen. But in this study, they found out that when they shut off empathy, they were also shutting off self-control. And I want to read you this this part of what mm, they were saying, which was ex- extremely interesting. It says... Um, they, uh, they weighed in and says, for a long time, people have speculated that we use the same mechanisms to reason about other people as we do about, a hypotheti- about our hypothetical selves. And what it says is we can show empathy for others and also show empathy for ourselves when we use self-control. Is that amazing? Awesome. If we, are, um, if, if we can show empathy for other people, we can also show empathy for ourselves. And what that means is, is that when you are not just about yourself, and that goes back to the whims, you know, our own whims and our own desires, and we're only looking out for ourselves. When we're so focused in on my desires and my wants and what I need, we lose that empathy for others. Okay. So what they did was, in this study, they took the test participants and when they closed off that part of empathy, they were less likely to show unselfish concern for the welfare of others. So what they did was they were given a scenario where they could take a sum of money for themselves or they could share it with the partner. And what they ended up doing was they weren't going to share with others. And in fact, the study went on to show that they were also given the opportunity, do you want a little bit of money right now, or would you like a large sum of money farther down in your future? And they said, I want it now. So So they became more selfish. They became selfish. You know, it was dropped in my head as a baby. Maybe this is what happened to me. <laughs> it got shut off. <laughs> we got that magnetic field needs to be turned back on. <laughs> That's my excuse. So basically what they were saying was this, a person with a lack of self-control 
only focuses on themselves and immediate gratification without concern or empathy for others or without concern or empathy for their own future. Right. That's good. Guys, self-control is not just, you know, when we talk about self-control, it's not just, well, self-control because I'm going to have to do without and I'm just going to whip myself, put myself in a prison because I can't eat dessert tonight. You know, we get that kind of thinking that it is. Right. But self-control means that you care about yourself. Mm. Self-control means you care about others. Self-control means that you have a future and a hope. And if you operate in this place of self-control that is empowered to you by the Holy Spirit, not only are you going to do yourself good, but you're going to do other people good. Mm -hmm. You're going to do your children good. A lack of self-control in your marriage means you just want to say what you want to say and do what you want to do. And you want to be angry when you want to be angry and your children are watching and they're getting an idea of what marriage is like and what self-control is like. You can have self-control in your marriage. You can have self-control in your finances. Your finances, you know, without self-control, you're going to be in debt. You're going to be in lack. You're going to have bad Mm -hmm. credit scores, all these things. And you're going to be so frustrated But self-control says, I don't need this right now, or I can budget for this, or maybe as you are empowered by the Holy Spirit when it comes to self-control with your finances, you learn to be a giver. You learn to be a tither, because then you can operate in the principle of seed time and harvest. So there's a lot of great benefits. Self-control will benefit your future. It benefits other people's future. Mm-hmm. And one of the proofs of God working in our lives is the ability to control our words and our actions and our thoughts. Good. It's not about feeling, you know, sin. <clears throat> a definition of sin is filling a legitimate need through illegitimate means. means. Yeah. And without the Holy Spirit, we are incapable of knowing and choosing how to best meet the needs that God has for our life. Mm. The Word of God, honey, talks about in in 1 Corinthians, and we know this verse very well, it talks about runners running the race. Mm -hmm. But the thing about runners that run the race and, um, you know, they have to be focused You can't just be, you know, if they're constantly looking at everything that's going on around them, they're going to fail. They're going to falter. When we were in Disney... um, By the way, real quick before you say that, it's interesting. If you watch runners, the moment someone's ahead, but they start looking back to see where the other runners are because they're concerned... They've already lost. They've lost. Because they're either out of breath and they're going, okay, how far are they? Because I only have so much gas left in the tank. It's a sure indicator once they start looking around that they're not they're not focusing on the race that they're going to lose. That's or they're right. going to be second place or whatever. Right. But they're not going to win the race. Well, in that 1 Corinthians 9, 24 through 27, read the verses, but verse 26 says, So I do not run without a goal. I fight like a boxer who is hitting something, not just the air. I treat my body hard and make it my slave so that I myself will not be disqualified as I preach to others. Mm-hmm. Um, and it requires focus. It requires wow. our attention. It requires um, that we just turn off some distractions in our life. Um, so when we were at Disney, mm-hmm. um, my son and son-in-law, they were like, um, they know, I mean, I, I love rides. And if you ask me to go, I mean, I'm, I'm right there. So they said, hey, listen, we've got so many minutes. We can get you know, to Tower of Terror to do this ride. 
And, but it was clear across the park. And those boys, those young boys took off like crazy. And I'm, you know, I'm trying to follow behind them. And here's the thing. I can be so, I can be easily distracted, especially, I mean, you're at Disney World. There's stuff happening and people and all this stuff going around. But I literally, I I was laughing when I read this first because I'm like, I was the runner in the race. I was like so focused. I knew exactly what they were wearing. um, So I would not lose them. I wouldn't look to the left or to the right. I wouldn't even look down at my feet. I'm like, I was so focused on this race to get where we needed to be because if we missed the time to be there, then none of us were going to be able to do the ride. And I didn't want to do that to them. So I was just like, I'm running this race and I am focused and I am, you know, I've got a goal to get to. And, you know, as, as, as trivial as that is, but the Lord showed me that I can be as just as focused as I was at that moment, just to get to a ride. I can have that same focus on my words. Yeah. I can have that same kind of focus on my attitude for the day. Well, yeah, but this person did this or this, that, and this happened over here and that happened. No, 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 no. That's distractions. That's everything that's happening here. Well, the government said this and now they're going to do that. And this is happening over here. No, no, no. That's distractions. God says, run your race. Look at the goal that is set before you and run your race with discipline. Run your race with self-control, knowing that it is only going to benefit you and it is going to benefit your future. And you don't have to do it alone. I knew when I was running with the boys to get over to that ride that they weren't going to leave me behind. I, I, I knew it. But yet I was so focused on I'm going to do my part and I know that they're going to do their part to keep me going with them. And that's even more so. That's so trivial compared to what the Holy Spirit is saying. I'm going to help you run this race. I'm going to get you to where you need to go if you will just use the self-control that I want to impart in you today. You know, I think that comes down to how important church is and how important it is for us to be in the house of God because we have each other and we got more of the Spirit. Well, you don't have more of the Spirit. That's not what I I should have said it that way. But you have have more accountability of the Spirit when you Mm -hmm. come together. And and it's so awesome. I, I, I I see how the enemy has really worked here with COVID to get people out of church. And you know, honey, the, the, the sad thing is, is that some were just looking for an excuse not to come back to the house of God. They got it. Um, others are just so far the loop. They've been, they've told themselves that there's no, you know, no, no one's going to even care if I come back or not. And that's a lie. Right. People waiting for you to come back. Well, why didn't I get a phone call? Well, you know, why didn't you call me? I mean, we could all go down the list of why we didn't do this or that. You know, we're only human beings, but I can tell you one thing about faith builders, man, we received people with open arms and we have seen people return that's been a beautiful thing but um i can see how the devil worked here to keep people apart from each other because one of the things is self-control that's an issue and when you're not in a place of accountability and with people who believe in you and pray with you and 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 uh who who will be unified with you in the spirit there's opportunity for you to get more and more involved in the flesh that's right and, and, and the thing is, is that, you know, I, I saw this on, you know, I, I'm not going to say that I came up with this. I saw this this morning. A friend of mine had put this on, on her Instagram. And it was a statement that says, your children won't know that a pandemic was the reason their family stopped going to church. Why do you know you had that? The That's story good. they will tell when they grow up will be that they grew up in a home that didn't attend church. That's good. That's and it says true. the unchurched 
people that you are spending a good portion of your life praying for could be your own children. Amen. And that's the thing. We, we, we're glad you're connecting with us and staying connected. I just ran into a woman at the, at, at the grocery store who said, uh, um, um, she stopped and said, hello, pastor. And, and she said she wasn't in church because she was, um, um, her car had gotten stolen. Mm-hmm. And so we thank God that there, there's a, there's a church service you can attend online, but this was never designed to take the place of assembling ourselves together. That's right. Um, well, look what happened Sunday. My God, we I'm had an incredible in move church. of God's spirit. I mean, we we had 20 people that were organized to be baptized. Then you had gotten up, felt led by the spirit of God to have people come and be who was not prepared to be baptized to get baptized. And 20 more people lined up to be baptized. They had no change of clothes. We we had just enough towels for them. So we had to fish through the, our, our um, I called out uh, one of our elders, to, uh, Bill Marshall, to help us get costumes. We have a costume department for those that don't know because we do productions. And so we're pulling these commoner costumes and circus costumes and to put on the people just to keep them warm and dry. And then 26 people gave their lives to Jesus Christ on the same day that were separate. That's a move of God's spirit, but... I don't think it would have happened in people's people's homes as much as it would happen right then and there in the spirit. And and, and self-control says, I can get up on a Sunday morning and get myself to the house of God. If you can, if Mm -hmm. you, if, you know, and we're not saying you have to be at Faith Builders. We would love for you to come here. We'd love for you to be part of the family at Faith Builders, but just to get into church, get into um, a place where you can just be a part of what God is doing right now. It was still risky with the stuff going on. Really? I mean, we've been doing research. We've been trying to figure this whole thing out. And we have found out that a lot of what we've been told from our government is just not true. And if you start doing some research on it, you're going to find it's just not true. We've been lied to so much. People getting shots and still getting the, the disease. Well, well, but it does help somewhat. And some people are, it's, it, you know, it doesn't help at all. And it's just like, you know, we, it's so confusing. At the end of the day, we've got to just trust God. Masks, do we wear them? Do we don't matter? Then we find out the manufacturer actually puts it on the, on the packages of the masks and says, does not protect, protect against viruses, but we were told it did. I mean, it's just utter sheer nonsense. Not that keeping ourselves healthy is nonsense. We just didn't know. We were ignorant, but now we're learning some things and finding out that it's probably better that we're together. And now, um, yes, we, we get uh, low doses of, of you know sicknesses and whatever, but we're building up our immune systems. It's actually helping. We're getting the antibodies now, and we're getting stronger as a people. And quite frankly, not just Christians. We're talking about mostly non-Christians have had enough of this stuff, right. and they're gathering together. Look at the convoys happening in, in Canada saying, don't take our freedoms. I, I am against any mandate. So if anybody asks me anything about it, I am against, and I know we're taking the show a little bit different direction, but I'm against mandates because I think we should have the freedom to choose. Right. Nobody's going to tell me what to do with my children, and nobody's going to tell me what to do with my body. That's my choice, right? right. So um, And people are picking into I mean, listen, unprecedented numbers. Numbers at Disney World they're coming out with right now just saying that we've never seen at this time of the of the year all the packed. numbers of people. We were there and it was packed. Yeah. So anyways, I didn't mean to cut you off. We're almost done with time, but yeah. um, great, great word. But you go, I want you to pray, honey, yeah. because, um, you know, I do believe that people are getting a revelation that self-control can bring joy and it can be, bring 
peace into their life, and it can bring the things of God that they're that they're believing for. Amen. Father, we release this word by your spirit into the hearts of people, Lord God, that they would get a revelation of what it means to have the fruit of the spirit, which is called self-control. One of the fruits, self-control. God, that you would give them an image and a, and a vision and a dream so large that every time there's a temptation to be out of control, that they wouldn't be, that they would look to the future and go, oh, this will affect me in some negative way if I do it this way. But if I do it God's way, it'll affect me in a positive way and be a plus um, uh, in the plus column for my dream and my desire to come to pass. Lord, let it be so strong that it burns bright in us, I pray. And I bind every spirit of condemnation that would come upon your people to say, look, there I go again. I just can't make it. And and even with this message, it seemed to be that I feel even more condemned because I keep falling the same sins and all that. I bind that spirit in the name of Jesus right. Christ. And Father, we thank you that you've given us a, a clause in your word and if we come come against these things that you said if we ask you to forgive us you would forgive us you're always desiring to release us from the things that we do wrong you recognize that you're you're working with people someone that does not have it all together no one does and you're working with this and you said you would remove our sin as far as the east is from the west and we give you praise today lord god that you will do just that if we ask if we ask, if we recognize that we need that, re that, that forgiveness and we repent of our sin, you will do it. And I thank you for that today, King. Bless your people as we go off the air, Lord God, and, and just bless them and, and just put your hand of protection upon them, we pray in Jesus' name. Bring us all back together, Lord God, that we can come together on Sunday and, and, and partake in no sicknesses and no diseases, Lord God, but a move of your spirit. And we thank you for it in Jesus' precious name. Remember to like and share this um, broadcast and um, get it out there. Honey, I think it was a great word. Thanks for sharing it. I really meant it. I'm going to learn some stuff today, and I was going to interject, but I, I learned a lot. So thank you. Well, thank you. Yep. It was a good time. Anything you want to say to the people? Love you, and we will see you Sunday in the house of God. God bless you.